welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's very special episode, I've got Will from Venture to Rome with me. Hi, Will. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and... Uh, that was awkward. It's fine. We'll cut this out. <laughs> well, Probably not. well, hello. Well, hello. <laughs> hello. We're leaving all this in. Um, but today we're going to be talking about a, a sort of a topic that we've talked about a little bit in the past together. And that is best campsites we've had as well as the worst campsites we've had and kind of how we go about finding those campsites. So the cool thing is it's going to obviously be my perspective and Will's perspective. So we want to give you guys a little bit of different take from our different viewpoints and, you know, him being out West a little bit more than me and having some cooler stuff to see, I think will probably help with some of you guys. So that's going to be our topic for today. All right, so before we dive into it, though, did want to touch on my featured partners, uh, Rugged Bound Supply Company, amazing company. They make awnings, they make rooftop tents, they make roof racks, they make all kinds of super high quality gear, like my new rooftop tent that I've got. So if you want to check them out, definitely click through that link in the description below. Um, Last US Bags, again, amazing American-made company. They make all their own stuff. They're from out west, too. And um, and they have yeah. some awesome bags. So if you click through that link below, it'll take you to Overland Addict's website, actually, because he sells all their stuff. And he's the next featured partner. Uh, Overland Addict has amazing, like, premium quality gear on their website. Awesome, awesome stuff. So if you're looking for that kind of overlanding gear and some good recommendations from a real overlander, definitely check him out through the link in the descriptions below. And then last but not least, Northology Adventures. They have some awesome guided tours and like off-roading and overlanding trips up in like the Wisconsin, Michigan area, and also a free monthly overlanding slash outdoor magazine. Totally free. So you should check that out as well. So without further ado though, let's dive into the episode. Can I take a, can I take a second and um, talk about my sponsors? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I would I like it would be remiss if if I didn't mention my sponsors, which are uh, my job. Um, thank you, job, for employing me. Um, my my lovely wife Kate, who also has a job, so thank you to her job for she employing me. you. Mm-hmm. And the pennies that I've made um, on my social media influence. So uh, thank you. I just need to take a second to mention those those sponsors for me. I appreciate that. Yeah, great. I'm glad. <laughs> Send me links for that and we'll get them in the, the description. I'll send you a link to my job. A link to your wife's <laughs> LinkedIn profile. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, guys. So we're going to start since Will's my guest. I'm going to let him go first and kind of talk about his favorite or best campsite that he's ever had. Yeah. I mean, I live in the West. I live in Idaho. Kate and I are based uh, out of Idaho. So I do feel blessed that we live close to so many epic places. So we live right on the edge of where the high desert meets the like pine tree forests. And so in one direction, a half an hour, we're like up in the mountains and the trees In another direction, a half an hour, we're out in like the high desert plains and canyons. And so it's, it's hard for me to pick like a favorite place but I will say that um, <laughs> there are a couple, there, there are a couple um, very, very memorable places that I will definitely go back to. Um, one of them is, um, oddly enough, 
out in uh, Walla Walla, Washington. So in Walla Walla is uh, like a, it's in a, it's a valley floor and above it are like the Oregon blue mountains. So there's this mountain range that separates Washington and Oregon. Um, and the mountains aren't very high. I think they're, you know, maybe 5,000 feet or something like that. Um, but uh, last year for Kate and I, for our anniversary, we went out to Walla Walla, we went wine tasting, and then we overlanded our way back, uh, back to Boise. And so we went up on this, I don't know, maybe we're 4,000 feet, but we were, we were right above the Walla Walla Valley looking out on this. We had this perch view and, and, and it was so incredible when the sunset, it was like, it was like a, it's like a Hawaiian sunset. The sun, it was like, you know, there was like dust in the air and it was making all these colors. And right after the sun dipped underneath the horizon, it lit up Mount Rainier and Mount Hood. So we could see the outline from where we were. And I was like, what is this place? It's incredible. Pin drop. It sounds just like Indiana, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so like, it's like uh, yeah, crazy elevations and yeah, basically the same thing. But that one, you know, that one, we, we, we had to really hunt for that one. That wasn't one that we planned for. We had all of these, all of these pin drops on our, on our map program that we were looking for in that trip. We thought we were going to stay and, uh, and they, all of those roads had been closed. So they had just bulldozed. Yeah. They had bulldozed all these roads. And so we just kind of kept going and winding and winding and winding and winding around until we found ourselves out on this lonely road. And we went out there and, and we did get visitors though. We got visited by um, these ladies on horses. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It was so strange. It was like, there's what there's horses out here. And they were doing, um, they were doing like geocaching. So there was like a, there was going to be like a scavenger hunt for people on horses in, in a couple of weeks. And they were out planting the, the clues for that, huh. that event. And I was like, that is so cool. But that one, yeah, I think that one is definitely in, in the top. And then, I have to, I have to tell, say one more, which is um, me and my knucklehead friends, um, we do, so I do trips with my family, but also trips with my knucklehead guy friends. We went up to a place called um, uh, Boulder, Boulder Basin, right outside of Ketchum, Idaho. So lots of people know Sun Valley. It's kind of a famous ski resort in Idaho, um, but it's right in the middle of the White Cloud wilderness and these amazing, huge mountains, not, not huge by Colorado stand, standards, but you know, 10, 11,000 feet. And um, yeah. we drove up this trail that's not supposed to be driven on. Um, I mean, it is, it's not illegal, but like m- mostly it's just ATVs that go up it. And we took our rigs and we went up and we drove up at night. The guys got so excited. They wanted to keep going. And so we didn't know what we were doing. And we, and, and it got so late. I was like, you guys, I can't do another sketchy ledge road. It's like, you know, it's like 11 PM. It's pitch black. There's it's, it's a dark sky area. So there's like, you can't see anything. And, um, and so I was like, we got to park it in this meadow. Like, let's just, you know, I can see there's been a camp, a camp site there. So let's just go there. We woke up in the morning and <laughs> it was like the most incredible. We were up, I think we we're like 9,000 feet. We were right at the, we could just see the peaks of all these mountains around us. And I was like, oh my God. Cause, cause we didn't, cause it was pitch black. We were just happy to find right. level ground. We woke up and it was like. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was, it was crazy. So made it to heaven. Yeah. And that's another one that now I know how to get back there, but it just happened like spontaneously. We, we just lost out. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's like half the time you just like get randomly lucky. 
right? Like you're not even planning on it or you have like a spot in mind. And then on your way there, you see something better or you get there and it's taken. And then you're like, where are we going to go? And you just start driving. Yeah. And then like around the bend is like something 10 times better. You know, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I suffer from um, like opportunity cost syndrome. Like, it, like I just get so fixated on, on finding a good campsite that like, it's like, Ooh, that one's good, but I bet we could find a better one. Like that's (laughs) that. Oh, let's take this road. Ooh, that one's good, but I bet we could find a better one. And there's a, there's a time last year where Kate and I, we did it all day long, all day long. We got so bad. We got so in our heads about it. And we wound up just getting a cheeseburger and going home. (laughs) We couldn't settle. Yeah. We couldn't settle. That's I usually have the opposite problem where it's like, Oh, I know three spots that I really, really want. And then I'll go to like Hoosier National Forest and I'll show up and first one's taken, second one's taken, third one's taken. And then I'm like, I'll see one that I'm like, that one looks okay. But I don't know if it's as good as another one I might find. And then I'll keep going. And then like, I'll see everything else is taken. And then I'll turn around and go back. And then that one's taken. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, son, I should have just yeah. settled and just gotten in there. Like, yeah. I feel like I miss them all the time. Like the when we went to Georgia, it was like we were in the Chattahoochee National Forest and it was just all these dispersed sites all along this river. Mm-hmm. And we literally drove one way down the river and every single spot was taken. We drove back the other way down the river. Every spot was taken. And I was like, I don't care if it's next to a freaking porta potty. Like, <laughs> I just want a spot to park. Yeah. And then we just happened to like, we went like way up this like hill mountain or whatever. And like, we were like, there's nothing up here. We turned around as we were coming back right before we got to the bridge that took us to that side where the dispersed camping was the very last spot on the right had been taken and was open. There was a fire in the fire pit and there was no car there, no tent, no nothing. And we're like, Oh shit, is this open? And we pulled up and we talked to the people next to it. And they're like, they just left. They just packed up all their stuff and they left. And we were like, okay. And we took it and it was magical. Like, you know, I didn't even care that it was the only spot open. It was just so nice to have a spot. Is, Is that the one that was on your recent video? Yeah. Yeah. That was a great spot. And there yeah, was a van. There's like a van next to it was the van life people that were next to us that told us it was all clear. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a they couple. ended up to be super cool. And they brought us grilled cheese sandwiches that were like the best grilled cheese I've ever had. Like I'm not lying. It was totally random. So. Hey, you know, van, people, there's nice people in vans. Not all of them are nice, but there's some very yeah. nice people. I mean, they didn't offer us candy or anything. So it was probably. <laughs> That's right. I, I, have a couple, I have a, is like adult candy or what? I have, a couple feel, I have a couple feelings about your story, man. Like the fact that you can't find a spot because it's crowded. I've seen that over here. It's with yeah. with the uh, lockdowns that have happened. People have just flocked outside. I, I can't wait for like the movie theaters to be open in full force again. So people can <laughs> not on the weekends instead of going out. Right. Um, because we've just seen it packed, just packed to the gills. We've talked to rangers, many different rangers in many different parts uh, of the of the state out here. And they all say the same thing. They they say it's I've never seen anything like this. It's just insane. So that part I, I, I have a feeling about, which is, you know, I, I am all for people discovering the outdoors, but sure. But the fire was still going. I mean, to me, right. that is that yeah, is the other crazy. side of it, which is there. There's like there's so many people who are doing it for the first time. Or, I mean, there is a there is a fair. It's easy to like demonize those folks. Like it's easy to say like right. they're disrespectful. Like they're ruining nature. And and I think that a bit too in certain circumstances. But also, there's just like an extreme lack of education out there. People right. are doing it for the first time, or you know, or they haven't. They don't do it a lot. And so right. no one's ever showed them 
what to do. I mean, I, I would think like put the fire out. Right. But you don't know what they don't know sometimes, you know? Right. So I, so I, I was kind of worried they were going to come back because it was so <laughs> weird that the fire was still going. Like, I was like, did they just, but they packed up their tent and everything. So that's what was weird, but yeah. they never I, came back. I don't want to make it sound like I, I, I condone anybody leaving a fire going like that is ridiculous. You should never do that. Those people made a terrible decision. There's no justification for that. I, but I, but I, but I don't think that they're also maybe terrible people. That was just a terrible. Well, and it made it really easy for us. You know, we just rolled yeah. up and grabbed some sticks and <laughs> threw them on it. Literally warm for you when you got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they literally warmed up the campsite for us. Yeah. So that was great. So how do you how do you find how do you find your like do you do you need like pre-planning to find your sites? Yeah, that's so that's pretty much it's it's one of two completely opposite ends of the spectrum for me. So it's either um that I will do a lot of pre-planning and like hit up a bunch of like local, I'll, I join groups before almost every trip that I take. So like mm-hmm. when we went to West Virginia, I joined like West Virginia Overlanders and, you know, Mon- Monongahela National Forest Group. And, you know, I went to the website and I searched around and stuff and, you know, you just try and learn about these things. Now, luckily for me on that trip, there was another guy that was going and this is the other end of the spectrum where I did no planning, right? So mm-hmm. like, on some of the trips, like I'll join the groups and I'll ask like, Hey, does anybody have any like really good spots that they could privately give, you know, share with me, um, that kind of stuff. Or in this case, I was like, Hey buddy, you want to plan it? And he's like, yeah. And so then I just like showed up and just stayed on his bumper and just followed him around. And he had done what, basically what I said I would do, like go to a Facebook group, join some of these places, you know, search around, find yeah. the spots. Um, but I mean, that was, that actually led to one of my favorite spots of all time on that West Virginia trip the first night that we went out there, it wasn't a terribly challenging trail, but there were a couple of little water crossings are probably like hub deep. And like, so that was kind of fun, but then we got there and it was, I kid you not, there was like a picnic table that was made out of lumber that looked like it was from like the prehistoric era. It was like huge, chunky, thick lumber. And the whole thing was covered in moss. Like it had not been touched for centuries. Right. Yeah. And like, it was beautiful. It was right on a Creek that was flowing right by. And we later discovered after we set everything up, we were like, we were like, let's go like walk down the road and see what we can see. And um, one of the other guys had gone ahead and he's like, dude, you guys have to come up here and see this. And we go up, it's like a quarter mile down the road. There's just like an unmarked path that goes off the road to the right. And he had walked down here and he was like, dude, you have to come and see this. We walked down this path, like, I don't know, hundred feet maybe. And it opens up to this like rock outcropping with a metal like fence around it like a, like a pole, like pipes, like a pipe fence that goes around it because then it drops off like 500 feet off the oh. edge of it. And it just opened up in this beautiful, like you could see the mountains and the valleys and everything from this, like a beautiful overlook. Wow. And that Creek that was by our campsite had fallen way off and was like going down through that Valley. And so like, just like a quarter mile away, it was like a totally different place, like most beautiful views ever. What, and so it's in, like, where was this in Virginia? This is in West Virginia. Yeah. In the Monongahela national forest. Oh man. So, but I mean, it's just, you know, like somebody, but somebody, he had asked someone in a Facebook group and they're like, this place is really good. It's not too hard to get to. And we were like, okay. So that was our first night we'd driven. We left at like Thursday night, Thursday at like 6 PM and drove till midnight and then slept in a, in our cars for like two or three hours until our buddies that had to leave later caught up with us. And then we drove the rest of the way, like three in the morning to like eight and then got there and, and overlanded all day and then found this spot that like mid afternoon, probably. And like yeah. set up shop and hung out, caught the sunset and everything. Oh, so nice. So good. That's awesome. West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia. It's beautiful. So like, um, 
so you just hop on Facebook and, yeah. and then, but then do you like, how do you mark them on? Like, how, how do you then go back and find those places? Or did you like, yeah. Remember what was that? Remember MapQuest? Remember yeah. when like you had to like print out MapQuest directions yeah. and then I'm old enough for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I basically kind of do that with Google maps. So like I have Gaia, but I need to learn it. I know I always say this, I'm really bad about it, but um Typically, I'll throw it in my Google Maps and then download that whole area. I mean, it works fine. You know, as long as if it's predetermined, you're fine. If you have to like mark things, that's what I don't like about Google Maps is like in the moment, if I find something like it's really hard with no reception to mark stuff. But if I pre-plan it and have GPS enough to to get there, then I'm usually fine. Um, so that's kind of my go-to is, you know, I think the way that it's actually like a progression for me, I usually will like watch a YouTube video and get an idea of like a place that seems really pretty. Yeah. And then I'll go and try like the Monongahela. I'd never heard of it before that trip. I just knew we were going to West Virginia. So I searched for like, I Googled like West Virginia national forest, found the Monongahela, YouTubed Monongahela, and mm-hmm. then found a couple of videos. And I'm like, Oh, this area is really cool. And then you go to a Facebook group and you say, Hey, I heard about this area of the Monongahela or this road or whatever and then you ask about it or you search most of the time i try not to ask because you usually get burned for that but mm-hmm. usually if you just search people have already talked about it and at least given you like road names and stuff so i can have yeah. an area that i need to search in yeah. because that's the thing too is like i'm not necessarily i don't want to be super lazy and be like give me the exact coordinates so i can just go there but if i can get an area usually that's you know you'll find something I did that once. I did reach out to Primal Outdoors once because he oh, goes out. So Hell's, Hell's Canyon is close to where we are. In fact, we're, we're headed out there this weekend. Nice. Um, and I had never been before. And I was super nervous because it's a massive recreational area that is very, I would say, somebody might argue with me on this, but it's pretty, it's a pretty wild place. No. Because there's no, there are no population centers. There's, um, there's Joseph, Oregon, which is a teeny tiny town. There's halfway Oregon, Cambridge, and they're all like, they're all 30, 40, 50 miles from anywhere. So, um, so then there's this vast, just vast area out there. And I was like, Hey, <laughs> you, you've been there a lot. I've seen your videos. Cause I, cause I too, okay. I go on and I'll, I'll just, I'll just um, search on YouTube for, for videos on areas, try to get a sense of the place. Yeah. And um, I was like, you know, we, I was like, I was like placing an order. I was like, so here's what we, we would like. We would like, uh, <laughs> we'd like a view of the Wallawas, please. Maybe the seven devils. And, um, we'd like a sunny space with a little shade and protection. And please send me the GPS coordinates. And I bet you never heard back. No, he, no, he totally responded. I had met him. That's in person. Yeah. I met him in person in the, at the Alvar desert, just, we were just using the bathroom at the same time and, and we chatted and took a picture and, and he was really personable. And so he did respond to me um, and he gave me coordinates that matched none of those criteria. And I was just grateful for anything. Um, right. So, uh, so yeah, I have actually, I've, I have actually tried to dial, try, try to dial that up, but it didn't, um, didn't, we didn't, we did not camp in this insight he sent. And, you know, I don't blame them. I don't, I don't, I think it's probably not great to ask and it's not great to give away that stuff. Yeah. It gets a little tricky, you know, like that's, I made a video about it recently where I'm like, why I'm not publicly giving them away. And I pissed off some people. Some people were like, I'm unsubscribing. And I was like, well, listen, you didn't watch the video then because I didn't, I said, if anybody that subscribes to my channel hits me up and wants some spots, then I'll give you some spots like privately with the understanding that you're not going to go and put it on facebook is like hey everybody that's looking for this spot here are the coordinates like you share with people that you trust you know um 
because it's just so you know like i don't want to be the bad guy i don't want to be a gatekeeper is what i got called they're like, being a gatekeeper and i was like no i'm just i've put in the work over the last few years to find these spots like it's not like i wasn't given any of the spots that i've got i found all of them like i went on one trip with the, actually the guy that organized the west virginia trip and i i had that spot and i marked it and that was my starting point and then every time i went down there i would go a little bit further and i'd find stuff you know, and again, I'm happy to share it, but I just, I, 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 at one time I literally had a plan to like do the like campsite by campsite, like walkthrough of Hoosier National Forest, like a whole series of like, this is the fern spot. This is the pond spot. This yeah. is the, you know, and like walk people around and talk about the pros and cons and where it is and put the coordinates in the descriptions and yeah. like do, and like map the whole Hoosier National Forest. And everybody's like, yeah, do that. I'd love to have that. And then the more that I saw, the more I was like, I can't, there's no way I can do that. Like, I, I just don't, it's, and it's not the, like the loyal subscribers that are going to do it. It's the random person that's like, where do I camp in Hoosier National Forest? And boom, it pops up and there's a coordinates, you know? Unfortunately, so. there is a risk. I mean, there, especially like, there is a risk, not even if you have a popular channel, right. like, even if your channel's not, not super popular, there's a risk that when you put something out there, like on the public record, yep. that's searchable in a database like YouTube, that it just, it can go bananas and you can do harm to a place unintentionally. Yep. And so I get, I get the inclination to, to keep it private, but also to share. I had, we had a, we posted a video of a quick guy's trip we did in this really beautiful spot along the Boise river. Um, and it was like this really beautiful perch um, campsite that we had really flat and green and just all the things that make it was like a plus. Yep. And um and, uh, and I was, I was public about like, it's along the Boise river, you know, it's along, it's between these two places. And, but then, you know, some people really wanted me to post the GPS coordinates and I was like, just DM me, like, I'll, I'll show you. And one, one person did, and here's a cool thing. One person did, they were like, I like, it looks awesome. I want to go there for my friend's birthday. Um, can you, can you share the coordinates privately? And I did. And he actually just today, uh, on Instagram DM'd me the picture of his trip. And was nice. like, thank you so much. We had such a great time. And like, like, that's great. Like, I love yeah. that sharing it with other people. And it looked obvious to me on their, on their pictures that they were taking care of the place. And yeah. um, so that's, you know, that's, that's neat, I think, but doing it yeah. publicly is, I'm hesitant. You just don't know who's going to get it, right? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not worried about people that are into overlanding. I'm worried about, you know, somebody that just randomly to your point is like, oh, I just heard about this dispersed camping thing coordinates for camping in Hoosier National Forest and then somehow my website comes up or something and it's yeah. like here's where you go to spray paint trees you know like that's <laughs> yeah. not what I'm yeah. looking for but this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups in breaking news leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate however it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So yeah. tell us about, you haven't, we haven't, I haven't asked you back like how you do trips because you do way more than, you're way extra compared to me in a good <laughs> way, not in a bad way. You are like actually competent at like orienteering. Yeah, so, well, I, so I am. Like we're all, we're all super nerd. Let's be real. Like anybody who's really into this stuff and is doing what we're doing is pretty nerdy. And so I, I do, I nerd out with um, Gaia GPS 
Um, I have whatever subscription you have. I, I'm not, I don't know if it's like the gold or the extra gold or the platinum or whatever it is. I got the one that got me the layers that I need. And so I do like a lot of different layer searches, but, but ultimately I start with YouTube and, and, and honestly just Google looking for images of a place. And sometimes I do that first, or sometimes I'll be on Gaia GPS. Like I, that's how I go to sleep at night. Sometimes I was actually, had, I made a t-shirt last year that said, I dream in, in topo and because <laughs> like, literally I started dreaming. It was like the matrix, you know, how like pretty soon you can see that the numbers become pictures. Yeah. That's what the, that's what the map layers were doing for me. So, so I'll look and and now I can look at topographic maps and start to see what would be a good campsite. And yeah. And depending on the layers that are up, you can, you can look at the sat, the sat photo of it, but sometimes that's not clear or it's outdated. Um, and I use the, one of the layers that I use the most is it's called Neotrex. Um, and what's great about that is it shows public land, private land, state land. So it has all these, I have made the mistake. I have been the guy who drove into private land and at like, 10 o'clock at night, there was like five of us rolling through, you know, and we were just like, how do we get in here? We need to get out of here as fast as we can. And we did, you know, we closed all the gates and all that. But after that, I was like, I need to know where that land is. And so I use that and I look and I just, and I just look when I'm, when I have an idea, when when a place sparks my imagination, like when somebody says a name or you see a picture of something, you're like, what is that place? I'll go to the map first and I'll just start looking at it and I'll look at you know, where are the roads and, and I'll start dropping pins and I drop, I drop, and I'll show you my guy GPS here in just a second. I drop a ton of pins around a place because like I said earlier, I suffer from a uh, camp perfectionist syndrome. And so I, w- I want to have some backup places. I want to have some places, some reference points. Like if that place doesn't work, I know there's a place over here that we can go check out. So we don't just take every single spur road that we see to nowhere. That's um, what I do every road. And then what I've discovered, what I've discovered recently, is um, I pair it with Google with Google Earth now, and Google Earth okay. is incredible for getting a 3D view. Yeah. So I love doing like finding a spot, and I have all these things mapped out. And I'll show you our. So we're planning a trip to Hell's Canyon. I'll show you what we've done so far just in, in a second. And then I'll look at, and then I'll go and I'll find these sites and I'll be like, but what is it kind of like? Like, are we going to be covered by trees or we're going to have a view or what's in front of us? Because the, because the, you know, topographic only shows you so much. Everything looks like it's a clear view, but when you get in there and it's forced that it's like, I realize now I'm just, I'm camping in shadows. So, so um, that is incredible because you can tilt it around and kind of see the whole landscape and really get a sense of what it's going to look like when you get there, which on one hand, I really love for finding camp spots. On the other hand, I also, it does take away a little bit of the mystery of like right. discovering a new place. Um, yeah. But if you want, um, let yeah, me pull uh, your stuff up. I was, I was going to say, I had a buddy that we were talking about going to Kentucky, like the Red River Gorge area. Yeah. And I did kind of what you're describing. Like on my map, I found like a road that looked like it could be cool. And then I hit up Google maps, right. And, went down to the ground and it was a lady with like two dogs backpacking it <laughs> like in every picture as you zoomed it forwards it's like this lady over here to the side and then she's over there and then the dog's up there and then like i was like she literally walked this like i i hope we can get trucks through here but then covid hit and we ended up not taking that trip but i still have that stuff saved and i'm like i want to go find where this backpacking lady 
like yeah. mapped this whole thing and took video and picture of this place. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, hopefully it's an it's a road. Yeah, it uh, says it's a road, but it looked pretty thin in some spots. I'm sure she was just walking on a road. I'm sure that's yeah, it. probably. All right, I'm going to share my screen with you and okay, show you our current. Um, Let's see this setup. I need to learn. Are you seeing? Am I sharing the right one? Are you seeing? I see a map. All right. So here's. So here are the layers that I use. Let me just talk about the layers I use um, and why. So I use this Neo, Neotrex land use. And I think on Gaia, this one comes with, I think you have to pay extra. This is part of one of the subscriptions. It doesn't come for free. Um, and then satellite with labels. And then this one's super important, important, the MVUM, the US Forest Service Motor Vehicle Roads. It'll, so you'll see when I toggle this on, when I toggle this layer on, this is all BLM land where we're looking to go. That I'm going to show you. But this is all national forest land over here. And it'll show you what roads are there, what roads are open. And it gives you information about the roads, like when they open. Or sometimes it'll, it'll, it'll even have like seasonal updates on those roads. And then for right now, because we're going in, in, uh, in spring, I, I use a snow layer. And you can see that like where we're going in Hell Canyon, we're going to be pretty close to some snow. Um, even though it's, it's getting warmer over here, we're getting into the seventies and eighties in the temps. There's still every right now, every rainstorm that's pass, passing through is dumping more snow on these, on the big peaks. So, um, that sounds terrible. So, yeah. I know. So, <laughs> so here's what I'm doing. And this is, this is going to be a total experiment. Um, this is, this is the snake river and it separates Idaho and Oregon. So on the right side here is Idaho on the left side is Oregon. And this, this green route that I have here is, is an established one. It's a paved road. It's a highway that runs along, um, along this area and runs through the wilderness area and comes out at Joseph, Oregon, but I don't like to take the paved roads. And so I've had this fantasy about driving over the top of Hell's Canyon. So I found this route. This is what this blue route is here. And you can see if I, if I'm zooming in, the Neotrex is telling me that, um, I've got a 50-50 chance <laughs> that I'm going to get there and there's a gate on it because it's in private land. This, this usually means private Jeez. or state land. Um, and I think what this is, I think we have a, I, I think it's maybe owned by the power company. Um, okay. I think this is an access road for some, for some power lines that come through. Hmm. But, I, but I don't know for sure. I'm going to call the ranger station tomorrow and find out what, what it's all about. But my fantasy is that we drive, we cross over the dam here and then we take this road up to about seven miles we connect to the paved road and we come down around here. And this is uh, here. This is the, the Imnaha river. Um, and you can see, I've already looked at a bunch of campsites and I have at, oh, look at that. I marked the primal outdoors one. There it is. It's primal outdoors, <laughs> right That's there. Funny. That's the one that he sent me. Turns out it's, a, it's actually a good campsite. It's just, um, just different than what I asked for. Um, no, no judgment. <laughs> and um and so the last time we were here, we actually camped in a campground, but it was, it was totally vacant. There was nobody, there was nobody, there was nobody in 15 miles, at least we didn't wow. see anybody. And this blue route here goes up the side of this bluff and, and then crosses through and, and goes through some pretty awesome wild country in, in um, Hell's Canyon. And so our plan is to drive up over and spend our first night somewhere in here. And I was kind of looking at getting a nice river spot. And so um, I found a spot right here. It says campsite on the river. So I've marked that in my, in my Gaia. I can pull up satellite here, this layer, and get a little bit closer look at it. So here's the Imnaha River. And you can kind of see, you can kind of start to see now there's an access road that comes off here. 
and it looks like it's right on a, a rocky kind of a rocky beach yeah. area right on the beach there um and then if i switch over to google earth um we can do the same thing we can come down here and i can i can find it i don't have it marked on here you can kind of see see that's the that's oh, that's the should be right in here you can kind of see now you get oh here it is here's that access road and look oh somebody was camping there with this picture and what i love about it is that you can get down here and get a little bit better sense of um of like what it's going to look like when you're down like is it really on the river or are you on a rock um and you can kind of look around to see well do i think i could get my jeep down there and have a flat camping area yeah or uh, you can get a little bit closer view and say, is there, a, sometimes you can see the fire ring. Sometimes they're pretty clear. Um, so that's how I go about looking for, um, looking for campsites. And then nothing, like you said earlier, like nothing replaces being there. So then when I'm there, I'm dropping pins like crazy or, you know, I'm driving, I'm like, hey, drop a pin. look at that place, drop a pin, drop a pin. And so <laughs> before you know it, you've got a guy, uh, um, let me take, let me take out these layers. Um, before you know it, you've got a Gaia map that just looks like it's littered with stuff. Yeah. And, you know, that's just, that's just kind of the Hell's Canyon area there that I've specked out and we kind of going farther out. You can see some of these other areas in Idaho and Oregon and, um, you know, Washington that we've looked at and you keep going out and you see down here in like the Albert desert places we've looked at. And it, it I, yeah. I could, you know, maybe I'm a little obsessed. That, that could be true. <laughs> But a it's, bit. That's a lot it's, of um, it's, it's become really valuable to me, those, yeah. you know, those markers. And as we go out, if one's, if one's trash, I delete it. You know, I try, I try to, I try to keep, you know, keep up, keep it updated, but you never know when you've got yeah. a million people out there camping, you know, you got to go from right. site to site to site. The nice thing is in Idaho, there's no shortage of sites to camp. There's just yeah. tons of open space. Yeah. I'm, I told you guys we're moving in with you, right? Like that's, Come on out. We are getting ready to move, but you didn't know it, but we're moving into your house. So <laughs> we do have a guest room. Have the puppy like and the cat and more. the kids and the wife. Yeah, so we, have, we just need like one room. One bed. And then yep, we'll just go sleep in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you have a tent. So there's, that's, that's Yeah, I mean, room. I have a tent. Yeah. So what about like, what about, what about, we talked about best sites and how we find them. What about, what, what's your worst site? What's your, what's the worst place you've ever camped? I mean, my thing is like, I, if I'm camping, I've camped in my backyard. Like I've literally, when I had my do it yourself rooftop tent one night, I was like, I just want to test it. And I want to test it, not in the middle of the actual woods. Like I just want to test. So I pulled my truck in my backyard. My neighbors probably hate me. And I literally set up the tent and had a fire in our fire pit in the backyard. And like, I've done that. It's like, I'm not, I'm like one of those weird people. That's not super picky. Like I'm not as OCD as you, although I do like, I love the like beautiful ones. My biggest thing is like, I want privacy. That's like the only thing that I care about is I just don't want to be like, right on a road with cars going by all night. Like that ruins it for me. Like I want to be like one of my favorite spots in Hoosier national forest is one that I don't really give out that much, but it's like on this pond, it's kind of a really rutted two track to get back to it. So not a lot of people try it and it's really narrow at the end. So it's hard to turn around. So I think people that have tried it probably don't go there very much. Um, but it's like, it's sort of like just on this one sort of gravel road. And again, it's, it's not marked or anything. It's so hard to find that. Like, I, I don't think people go there very often, but like, I maybe I'll stay there for a night and I'll hear like two or three cars go by the whole time I'm there. 
and like I'm you know 300 feet off the road so like even when I hear it it's like I it takes me it takes them like five minutes to drive by and then I see them you know a mile down the road going around a bend or something yeah so like that's all I really care about but that's that being said my worst ones probably are like the times like you described where you go and it's like site one is taken site two is taken site three is taken you see another one that looks okay, but then you want to push your luck and keep going. And then you come back and that one's taken. And so I, we did end up a couple of times in Hoosier National Forest. I've ended up at one of those that's like a little dirt road that goes like 10 feet and then turns and you're right there. You're just like headlights going over your campsite all night long. People wave. You got to wave at everybody. You know, I don't want to be rude. So then the whole time you're sitting there, you're like, hey, <laughs> hey, just waving at everybody that drives by. And it's like, enjoy, just enjoying nature's, nature's bounty, waving at cars. Yeah, it's those are not ideal. So that's probably my worst one. But what about you? Yeah, I agree, man. That 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 is no good. I I you were talking about. 300 feet off the road. I, I mean, I like to be miles and miles and miles. Like yeah. I get really persnickety about seeing another car, but again, like yeah, don't come to Indiana then and hang out with me because <laughs> my no best spots are like 300 feet off the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, my, so my worst. So last year we went, um, we were exploring some new areas with some friends that had, that had never been out before. So, um, uh, <laughs> they were trying out this camping overlanding thing with us and, um, they just had one night to spend. We had a couple nights where we kept going, but we had, they had this one night to spend. We went out, um, and it was out, um, out by, uh, Weezer, Idaho up in the, there's Monroe mountain in the Cuddy mountains back there, which is just gorgeous. And that, that's a ridge that kind of, it's the ridge of mountains before the ridge of mountains that runs along Hell's Canyon. So it's, it's not too far from that. Any case, so COVID had hit, lockdown was in full effect. All the campgrounds were closed at that point. Um, and so people were just stuffed. I'm not kidding you. Like every nook and cranny, like, like you talk about those, like right on the road, like you'd go around a corner and every little pull off, like the places that you're just supposed to pull off and like, you know, change your tire or go to the bathroom, or whatever. Like they, they were all, they had like camp trailers in them um, everywhere, everywhere we went. And so, so finally we got off the road just a bit and we came up and we found a, a secluded spot. It was kind of a hard road to get up, which, which meant that it was probably hard to get a trailer up there. Cause it was all, like a lot of trailer camping. And, um, and so we decided set up, let's set up. This is it. It's like getting late. We need to have dinner, feed the kids. We're setting up. We're going to camp here. And we got out and there was like this smell. It was like a real musky, like super musky, just disgusting smell. But, it, but like there was times when it was there and then there was times when it would go away. And I was like, okay, that smells gone. Nope. There it smells back. There it is. And, and my, my friends who were with me uh, were saying that it was elk musk, like elks. It was like mating season for elks. And they were just like, they had like musked whatever that means. Like they had done some business on some trees <laughs> to make it known that they were there for the female elks. And it was super gross. I mean, it smelled like it just like you would imagine. Um, yeah. Sounds and then, good. and then, so I thought that was, I thought that was it. And it's still, I, in, you know, hindsight, it still per, could have been mostly that, but then um, we, we were just kind of walking around the area and, uh, one of, one of our friends came back and, and she said, Oh yeah, there's another, there's another <laughs> smell contributor, which is there is a dead deer carcass. That's, that's just um, about a hundred feet from, from our camp. Nice. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that would, uh, that's the putrid part that I'm getting. I'm getting the putrid. I'm getting the musk and the putrid <laughs> together. Yes. It's like a perfect storm of, of grossness. And then, 
and then the uh the camp or the uh forest rangers showed up and i was like first my first reaction was like is it okay for camping here like you know did we make them like i don't know what's going on with all this crazy covid stuff he was like no no no, you guys are fine and so we were like well we have there's a deer car back there you should see um and he looked at it and he was like yeah i mean you guys so you're gonna stay here tonight and we're like i mean we're unpacked we're staying he's like okay all right you know you'll probably be fine but it's pretty clear that somebody's using this deer carcass to to bear bait and in, in Idaho at that, during that time, it, he was telling us that it, it's illegal. They shouldn't be doing this right now, but they have done that. What they do is they kill a deer and they leave the carcass. And then um, the bear comes and the bear eats the carcass or eats part of it. And then they bring their hunting dogs and the hunting dogs oh. pick up the scent of the bear and they follow the, and they follow the hunting dogs to go kill a bear. Beer hunting, is, beer hunting is legal in Idaho and lots of places when it's in season and all that. Um, but it gave me, you know, not that being in a rooftop tent would save you from a bear by any means. And, you know, it's black bears where we are. So they probably just go for our food. But, um, but the fact that I, you know, I was sleeping with my kids in my rooftop tent, yeah. knowing that there was something wafting in the air that's meant to attract a bear <laughs> uh, was probably that on top of the putrid smell was definitely the worst place. Yeah, yours is worse than mine. <laughs> mine was just mildly inconvenient. But didn't you? But I've heard, I've heard, of, I've heard a bear bait story from you before. Didn't you have a bear bait campsite? I did yeah. In the God, what I don't even know what it's called. It's the Nicolette Chimamamakwamon. I can't say that. Oh sure, yeah, that's, no, it's in that's, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's exactly how you say it. Yeah, yeah, I think I nailed it. Um, <laughs> But it was it was last year on my way back from core like I it started to rain the last day which Cindy the person who organized it told me later like oh it cleared up and it was great and I was like fantastic but like from up there it's like a 10 11 hour drive for me so I'm like you know what I'm gonna drive like three four hours south hit up this national forest spend the night there and then that way I only have like a you know seven eight hour drive the next day. And I get there and I'm kind of like driving around and same as you, right? But I didn't have any pre-plan. Like I literally the day of decided I'm just going to go to this national forest and find a spot. And so I'm driving around, driving around. I'm like, I don't know if I'm allowed to be here or not. Like, is this okay? I don't know. So then I found this spot that was like mildly secluded and like back in the woods. And there was actually, because a lot of it was kind of just like open and sandy kind of. And then I finally found this spot that was like wooded and I parked my truck and I popped up my rooftop tent and set up my awning, did the whole thing, started cooking dinner. And it was just starting to get dark, like nine, nine thirty probably. And I'd had a couple beers by this point and a pickup truck. I hear a truck coming down the road. And like, this is like a fairly secluded, like I had to drive like a trail, like 10 minutes back to get to this spot. And I hear like a vehicle's engine coming. I'm like, God, what is that? And this guy pulls up with his kid in a truck and he like gets out. And I'm like, Hey, am I not the same as you? Right? Like, am I not supposed to be here? Is this private property? Or is I have no idea if I'm allowed to camp here or not. And he goes, no, you're fine. And he goes, I was just coming to check out my bear bait that I have right back there behind your site in the woods. And like, I'm from Indiana, so we don't have bears. So I was just like, cool, man. And he was like, yeah, but don't worry about it. I'll just come back tomorrow. I was like, okay, have a good night. And he's like, you too. And then he left and I'm like, man, I'm so glad I have a rooftop tent. I did not know what I was getting myself into. There is a sense of security as false as it may be when you're up on top of your rig instead of sleeping on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah, awesome so similar experience but i didn't have any kids with me or anything and i i thought that guy was coming to kill me or something because i was on his <laughs> private property or something so. i think that's anytime i meet somebody in the back country that's what i that's like my first reaction is like are we friends but they're always super nice yeah like he was super oh, nice yeah 100 they've always been there's one I've time been murdered yet there, <laughs> I, haven't, yeah, I haven't been murdered <laughs> there, was, there was one time 
I was with, we were, we were uh, on a trip out to Jarbage. This was this year um, in, in March. Yeah, well, yeah, we made a video of that trip. But what I didn't show is uh, out there, it's real, uh, what's, it's real, it's real wild, wild west. It feels yeah. very wild west out there. And, and our guide, Ryan, who's from, who's from that area, was, we were, he was kind of showing us different campsites. And he was like on the ready. He was like, yeah. Oh yeah. Here, this is a great campsite fellas. Oh wait, there's somebody sitting on a picnic table. Uh-huh. I'm just going to go in and, and check it out. And, um, and then like 15 seconds later, he goes, fellas, he's not friendly. Let's go. <laughs> we just kept going. And he wow. was like, you don't mess with people out here. You just look, yeah. if you want to sit, if that's his campground, he can have it. We'll just go find the next yeah. one. No, you know, we're not here to fight. All right, guys. So that was the episode. Thank you to Will from Venture to Rome for being with me. Appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was a ton of fun. In fact, we should do it again, I think. Talk about yeah. more dumb stuff. And um, and you should sure. come on my channel. Let's do this and have this uh, over on yeah. my channel as well. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And speaking of that, guys, I will put a link in the description. Like he mentioned, you know, they have some beautiful views out there. He's got some amazing videos of some awesome trips they've taken, like the garbage trip, like those trips that we mentioned today. Um, so go check those out for sure through those links in the description. If you're not already, make sure to click that subscribe button. Click the bell to be notified when new videos drop. Um, there are links to Facebook, Instagram, uh, podcast, YouTube, all that stuff down in the description as well. Um, and then my website too, and my store. So if you want some patches, some sweet, funny, hilarious patches of like hot dogs that say don't burn your wiener come on over that's the kind of stuff i've got that's the level of humor that is on my patches that i sell so definitely check those out as well um but again thanks to will for being with me and thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next